0: Today's episode is brought to you by coronavirus. Are you looking for a way to catch up on all the great podcasts you follow, just don't have enough time? Well, nothing will help you accomplish that goal like two weeks in mandatory quarantine. And while these aren't two-bathrobe-level accommodations, there is Wi-Fi and pizza, and the possibility you'll be a member of a historically unfortunate group of individuals chosen to represent the latest craze in international pandemics. Wondering how you can get coronavirus too? Just sit tight. It may be here sooner than you think. Visit www.riseofthesuperbugs.com for more.
1: This is a violent Production.
0: And stevia root beer right now. You ever have one of those? Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, you're my guy. You're my guy. This shit is yeah. dope.
1: Uh, well, it, it happens that Grace is a major uh, root beer fan. Um, oh, so okay. We've had all kinds of root beer. here We currently have A and W in the fridge, and we had root beer floats last night. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've become kind of a, an enthusiast. But the stevia? Kind of how sewer. about that? So yeah.
0: So good. So yeah, it might only be 11.30 in the morning when we're recording this, but I am getting down because it's Super Bowl Sunday and the kid is down for a nap and, you know, here's the small victories.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing ah. wrong with enjoying. We'll just call that a Super Bowl Bloody Mary.
0: All right, let's record a show. Let's go. Good deal. So... Um, we have to go with impeachment like right off the bat because there is nothing more pressing than um, at least letting what has happened be uh, commented on before it gets washed down the record books You know, as yet another week's worth of shit comes towards us, right? All
1: right, so hold on. There's an impeachment going on, you say? I no, there
0: was. This. I mean, there kind of is still in name only, but it's so weak. It's just not even worth talking about I, what's going to happen from here yeah, on out.
1: I'm fairly certain. Uh, that didn't qualify as an impeachment. It'll go down in the history books. Uh, but if that's an impeachment, then this country is in a very sad state. Insert silly sound effects here. So uh, I, I I followed the entire trial, if you want to call it that. And um, it's now over. And where are we? What's changed?
0: All right. So I'm going to give you the whole rundown, and then we can talk about like exactly what... <sighs> where we went wrong along the way because sure first we started off with the perfect phone call. And I thought that was amazing when he was just like, yo, I'm going to give you the entire transcript and I can sit here and sit back and tell you that I'm not going to get in trouble for it. And he felt really confident from it from the outset. And it's just like one more thing where he came into a job where he didn't understand right and wrong. And he didn't understand the rules of the road and he didn't realize he had done anything gravely wrong but to anyone who has respect for the position or understands the norms of the office, you did do something really wrong. And he just said, nah, it's cool. I had a, I had a perfect phone call.
1: Um, well, that's vintage Trump, isn't it? Uh, you know, And I don't really – it's hard to really judge the guy on a day-by-day basis. This is the same guy that rightly so came out and made a statement against the uh, incident that we had with the girl who got run over in those riots a couple years ago. Um, and then the next day he comes out and literally flip flops and says, "Oh yeah, there's very fine people on both sides, you know, including the uh, white supremacists and the Nazis and all." So I don't know that this guy's ever got one line of thinking, and I never, I'm never sure. That phone call, it, it, I thought that Mitch McConnell was going to have uh, not enough votes. I thought this. I thought that. No, no, but let's think.
0: say let's let's get back to the fact that he thought he had a perfect call and he sticks to it to this day. So there is no flip flop on this for Trump. Oh this was something it he now. Has stuck, I wasn't aware of that. He has said from the outset that it is a perfect call and he sticks by it to this to this day. It's just that his his supporters and, you know, sometimes detractors have made excuses as to why even though he has done something wrong, it's not that bad. But we will get into that later. All right. So back to the timeline. Next, he had no quid, no quid pro quo, Correct. and that's what he stated had happened in the phone call, and we can all know that looking at the transcript, that something occurred, and then when we find out all the background information as to the lead-up to withholding the funds, the reasoning, the long-term um, project of getting rid of the ambassador, like all these things were adding up to simply... Political means going on in Ukraine and trying to use Ukraine uh, for political ends because they were a vulnerable state, essentially.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, All right. So that's, I mean, been, that's been an issue. Uh, that's been an ongoing issue here with the no quid pro quo. Uh, man, that is a hard word to say if you keep saying it. No quid pro quo. No quid <laughs> pro quo. <pro>. Um, <laughs> I will never
0: try it more than one time in a row. If I get it once, I feel it's a quick out. I'm like, great.
1: Yeah, it's literally awful. Um and I have no right. name and multiple tongue teasers. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's they've been talking about the the no quid pro quo thing for quite a while. Um, I think we kind of right. knew this is how it was going to turn out.
0: Yeah, but now we have, after that, the instance where he says, okay, I might have dangled the carrot, but it's okay because I was doing it in a presidential capacity. I was sure. doing it completely within the means and bounds of my office and my duty to the country. And that's okay if you want to look at it in terms of completely for politically corrupt investigation means. If he was looking at 50, 60 companies, if he was looking at the most corrupt amongst Ukraine's um, industrial or whatever uh, corporations, that would have been fine but he was looking at Joe Biden's sons corporation only
1: yeah he was like, strictly looking at a Biden issue. where's the
0: excuse there where's the justification you you have none it's like such shaky ground it's like the the it's so paper thin everyone can see through it like why are we even having this conversation it's as if he's talking to a bunch of 6-year-olds and trying to lie right to their face and seeing if he can get away with it and you have all these grown people Sitting there like doe-eyed six-year-olds, saying, "Yeah, yeah I, I, be- I believe
1: you, Mr. Trump. I believe you." Well, that's kind of the point. Um, I mean, this guy's gotten so used to just saying stuff that isn't true whatsoever. He gets into this trial, and he's he's all but admitting that he's done everything that the prosecution says. Correct. And and we've got the 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 defense team, and as well as the Trump supporters and Trump's entire camp. And apparently the Republican senators saying, yeah, yeah, I did that. But that's not a big deal. <laughs>
0: like, It's <okay>. awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. And then you have Dershowitz going out on the floor of the Senate and making his defense saying that, you know, if the quid pro quo is for the national interest, then it's not illegal. Right. Are you kidding me? So, like, he's saying that Donald Trump's specific... Re-election is for the national the good interest of the country. How I mean, narcissistic is that? It's, now it's we can past say narcissism. that, like that alone, uh,
1: should say, be an impeachable offense. Is of saying, oh yeah, whatever I do is justified because it's for the good of the country for me to keep being president. That's unbelievable.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> if it, if there was some pediment to the election in general that we were trying to overcome, then yes, that is a forthright, uh, you know, reason to be doing this ridiculous shit. But it's just for you and you think that you're that important. I'm sorry, but your opinion doesn't matter that much where you get to supersede like extremely strict norms
1: and laws. Mhm. Yeah, well that's kind of been the case for, you know, over 3 years now. So it is. I, it, I didn't know why anyone believed that this trial would go, this uh, impeachment would go any differently. Big quotation marks around trial and impeachment there. And I mean you, we knew And the Democrats of the House knew, and Adam Schiff knew, coming into this, that they weren't going to remove him from office.
0: Right, right. And um, the procedural part of the, the Senate trial was what really is the nail in the coffin in eroding confidence, because you have something that could have been Looked at as completely partisan or um, completely justified through partisan explanations on the Republican side, you go from that to what is essentially a fucking sham. You know what I mean? Like when you're not even the looking word essentially
1: at. Essentially, there. This this trial when, was a sham.
0: When you're not looking at witnesses and or evidence, that is a sham trial. It's when ridic- you go they, in
1: there with with shift, the prejudgment- the Go ahead. Go ahead. I
0: mean, it's, it's like top to bottom, um, insulting and yeah, Schiff did make the comment and it was, it, it was blatant. And to think that it's hung up on just four, just four Republicans to swing this to the rational side of things where we at least get to say, all right, here's what happened. Uh, they saved them the embarrassment of having to be presented with the evidence in court and then exonerate him. What they got to do was go down in the record books as saying, well, we actually never saw anything, but we had to exonerate him because we knew that it didn't amount to anything. Where you have Lamar Alexander coming and saying, no, 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 we know damn well he did it. That's what it is.
1: We know damn well
0: he did it, but we just can't be... Yeah, we just can't be uh, brought to listen to it, come right in our faces, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, have to vote to to let him off the hook when um, when it's so blatant that he did that stuff.
1: Okay, let me get in here. That right there is the whole point of everything that they did when they got to this 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 uh, level of the, or this stage where you would normally start to call in uh, testimony from witnesses like I don't know John Bolton who was basically begging to come in. And you, you want to see some of this uh, documented uh, evidence that they're, they're not allowing any of this. And they're getting away with it by saying <laughs> – I, I can't even believe this is real, but they're saying, oh, well, you know, the prosecution is actually right. They already made their point, so we don't even need to see any. Like, oh, so you agree with them? Like, yeah, yeah, we totally – we're on board with that. But, you know, it's not that big of a deal like we already said. So by basically accepting <laughs> what the prosecution is, is putting forth as already being true – and just demeriting, you know, the 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 gracious uh, manner of what it is, they're able to just completely sidestep anything that you would have in a normal trial. It's actually a little bit brilliant on the part of the defense, the way that they threaten to, like, oh, if you're going to bring the witnesses, we're going to drag the trial out for months. Like, they... That's
0: fine, though. We would have been fine with that. Nobody nobody cared. They just that never the were okay with it. They were I, never on board for any kind of witnesses whatsoever.
1: No, they wanted to get the hell out of there, uh, the, especially the, the Republican senators. And um, Trump
0: wanted to get the hell out of there. And guess what? Oh yeah. There was at least one little salvo where he wasn't allowed to have the vote happen before the State of the Union address. So he actually has to go in there saying that – Yes, of course, you can have the supposition that you will be exonerated the next day, but it hasn't happened yet, and it's still looming over you while you're giving the speech, so you can't fucking gloat to the highest degree. So I at least like that.
1: He's going to, anyway. I mean, come on.
0: Yes, I understand. Yeah, but you know, he, he has understand his own speeches, that there are so. limits to it at <laughs> but, that point. Yeah.
1: I think he'll sneak in a few, uh, few digs at the Dems and say he's going to... I, I think that's just him. He'll go off script for a few sentences there. Um, and he'll be Trump himself, and he'll gloat where he doesn't need to, and he'll say, "I just, I just know he will." So of course, I would love to take solace in that fact, but I, knowing him, (laughs) all right.
0: But so, getting back to the Senate trial, Mm -hmm. that was where we were at least going to make a legitimate thing out of this, and the fact that we're not even going to see witnesses,
1: they never, they never knew. Or they knew, I should say. They never thought that they were going to get any no, 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 trial. No, we thought
0: there was at least gonna be a modicum of fairness to this, or at oh. least capitulation by the moderate senators who somewhat had consciences and said to themselves, Yes, we have to look like a democracy through this extremely turbulent time, but no, we're not even gonna do that. Like I understand that there was not going to be there was not going to be an overwhelming majority of two thirds to remove him from office under any circumstances. Like that was a pipe dream of political um, of public sentiment that was gonna rain down on the senators from their constituencies. That nobody, exactly. even on the far left, thought was going to happen. That's, exactly. not what's at, that's not what's at issue. What's at issue is the fucking regular decency of saying, let's sit here and admit to the fact that we are turning our nose up at evidence. We are turning our nose oh, up God, at facts. No, they don't no, want no, to do it. They're not going
1: to do that. They're not going to do that for the same reason you – do you really think that the, the, uh, the Trump base in this country, they're sitting around watching this trial too. And they think it's it's a complete bogus claim, the way that you know Trump himself is saying. And they're looking at the votes. They're looking at these votes, and they, they don't want – I think these senators knew they would be alienating the giant Trump base and all of their constituents if they even voted to allow witness testimony. I think the way that the Trumpers are right now, they would see that as someone who's a rhino, someone who's traitorous to the party. No,
0: I think that – all right, so – Yes, there's obviously that, but I think that they left themselves vulnerable to swing voters who are looking to see if both sides were playing ball. And once again, they're not. You had... Uh, all right, so I was listening to the New York Times uh, Daily podcast this week, and Marco Michael Barbaro was uh, interviewing the ex-editor of the Times uh, about some story, and he had to ask him, what do you think about the specific obfuscation of the truth by mm-hmm. the Republican Party specifically. Like, we can't we can't talk about this because, like, the, the editor was, like, talking about how he gets pressure from his readership how they don't call Trump a liar outright. And they want that because he is. He fucking is. And yeah. they want that. It's, it's in- But he's talking... <laughs> but then the editor said something really interesting and I got kind of sick to my stomach. So let me just explain. Go ahead. He said, I am just going to put the facts out there, and I'm going to let the readers decide the truthfulness or the validity of the claims themselves. And I thought that was brazenly idiotic. And I, I love using that term because you're really assuming a lot. Now, maybe the New York Times readership is a little bit better than USA Today's or Us Weeklies. But at the same time, you still have a trickle-down where what they say is then taken as gospel by lower and third-party media. And that reminded me a lot of Facebook's um, approach towards political ads where they said, we are not going to sift through and fact-check any of these ads we are just going to let it go as the Wild West and let the voter decide whether or not they're lying or not. So you can have all the fucking lies being thrown in the world at the American public in either of these instances, and you have people who are arbiters of the truth, truth basically uh, absconding from their jobs.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, I think there's – with journalism in this country right now um, – a lot of people are starting to gravitate toward what they think is the new norm. Uh, the, the the whole fake news thing and the, the uh, Trump creating facts and people saying, "Well, you know, those facts are your facts; these facts are my facts." And <laughs> it, it the the country has basically gone so insane that you almost have to placate to the ignorant. And you I, now the New York Times. I mean, I like the Washington Post better. But you're right. Yeah, but no, but mean, that's what is, that's roils a, okay. me, dude. That's what it's roils res, me. When people say the country
0: has gone insane, the country has not gone insane. It is the right yeah, like when you when you when you lump everybody in and everybody's myths mistruths in, then it normalizes and it equalizes the ridiculousness that is going on in the Republican Party and in in the Trump wing of the Republic Republican this, Party specifically. It is it is, is far true. and above anything else.
1: But that's but that's kind of my point. I think that the these journalists, these writers, their opinion pieces or fact pieces or whatever, they're almost. Throwing this out is like a disclaimer uh, so that maybe, just maybe, they can get the Trumpers who shut out everything that comes along that they don't agree with and refer to it as fake news. They think maybe if they kind of downplay it like, oh, you know, the left and the right. I I can't stand when people say, well, they're all crooks. Like, stop it. They're all liars. Dude, it's not Yeah, but it's not
0: about readership. It's not about trying – it shouldn't be about readership. It should be about calling a spade a spade.
1: But it is about readership. I mean, no matter what you say, it is about readership. And no, they, no, no, they, no. It's about the being arbiters of, of the, the
0: truth. And I think people do that in the news industry at the detriment of readership sometimes because they they have journalistic integrity. And I think at places like the New York Times and amongst many other places, um, you know, God forbid, even in the, in the Wall Street Journal on the other side of the fence, you know, you have people and institutions who, who really believe in – the proper way of doing things, and and you're allowed to report that when something is um, when uh, specifically misleading and, and and purposefully misleading, you call it that, and then you call it that the first time, and then the next time, you you get when do you get to use the word lie?
1: Well, I'm not going to say yeah. It does feel like the word only gets used when it's in like kind of a hardcore piece. Uh, But I I I swear to you, no matter what, and as someone who worked in the field of journalism for a long time, money still makes the world go round. Absolutely, people people look at Fox, and 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 if it bleeds, it leads is the
0: problem, and that's why the America is the cesspool it is is. because they they turn they turn right from um uh the CSI murder show at ten o'clock to the murder show that is the local news at eleven. And they, they want a seamless fucking transition because they're gross. So that's why sensationalism leads, and that's why we can't have uh, normal common sense pieces in the newspapers.
1: We can't, but they, they're doing this – and I, you can't look at MSNBC and say that uh, <laughs> they're, they're not losing viewership by appealing to the left because the left actually is what's more rational maybe. Uh, because now CNN is even getting pegged as a far left uh, media hole by for the last three years since Trump's been doing it. The, the, the no, there's no denying the fact that Fox has better numbers than all of these uh, network news on, on TV, all of these uh, news channels. And no, I think CNN took the lead. CNN takes the lead here and there, as far first. as I know. They're, there's they never put the facts first; they put their audience first.
0: Once again, and, the issue is the homogenization of 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 the opinion so you have let's say whatever we've said before maybe 30 percent of the actual population and 45 percent of the voting population that is the trump slash republican base uh, they have one viewpoint and then the rest of america the rest of the melting pot they have the rest, and it's not homogenous, and so it's that's ha- why it's tough to have a narrative on the left, so to speak, because it's speaking for so many diff- so many more people.
1: Right, they aren't they so aren't many more minded. viewpoints. Yeah, they don't have the hive mind of the current right, um, but that I think that's part of the problem. You know, that they are trying to placate to all these people at the same time. Uh, Fox set the bar. They 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 said, "Hey, this is the way the game's got to be played." Now, look at the the views we get. And I what think they did was they said it's binary.
0: They said it's a binary approach, and it's us versus them.
1: Well, yeah, but you're not saying that that's not what MSNBC is trying to do. They've tried to be no. The I'm saying that they had far to less successful. No,
0: <laughs> I'm saying that when someone starts that battle, you have no position but to take up the alternate. Right? Like, exactly. what are you supposed that's to do? That's I'm saying they set so the they, bar there. they had to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no choice in the matter. They they, they steered the, uh, the the country in the direction that we're headed, and yellow journalism has taken flight. Um, it's I mean it's a sad day for the field that I studied in college and worked in for so many years. But you know Walter Cronkite is gone, man. You know it's we are living in an era where I mean Dan Rather is even long gone. We're getting old, and this is kind of the way that the the mainstream. Yo, Dan does. Rather
0: got Dan Rather got canned for getting fired up. Oh
1: yeah, well he still gets fired up. You ever see some of the comments this guy makes? Boy, he is not a Trump fan.
0: (laughs) No, I know, and you know what? That's dude. I gotta get on Twitter. I find I finally started a Twitter account for the show.
1: Oh my god! You're in the Stone Age.
0: (laughs) I suck, dude. I suck. I know, and that's where I should be getting my news because I'm just getting it from like you know AP and places like that that have nice apps, and I'm not getting it breaking uh, and social quickly. And yeah, you got to get on
1: Twitter, man. That's and uh, you know follow all the right people. I think Twitter, exactly. when it came out, it was all about people following their friends, and if they'd make funny comments, uh, it evolved. Twitter now—you follow famous people, you follow news institutions, you follow pretty much, pretty yeah. much. It's taken on like I haven't tweeted myself, and I don't. I, maybe I've retweeted a few things, but I don't write tweets anymore. I'm yeah, but it's more about like consuming. Else said.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's it's just more about checking out a, a real time news line. Exactly, and uh, it's, I appreciate that, especially yeah. now because you know with Facebook having the algorithm like. I've been off Facebook for a few months, and I just got back on it only to obviously set up a page for this show once again. Um, but I don't actually use it in the facebook Facebook way. I just have it uh, for the show. And that was the only way I was checking out like the breaking stuff uh, in terms of news, because it would pop up and people would be sharing it, or I would be following yeah. things that would share it in real time. And that still wasn't quick enough, and obviously it was a bad forum to be finding that kind of information.
1: Yeah. You got to shoot me the uh, the info and the uh, the passwords for uh, those accounts so that uh, yeah. I can add to it. Yeah. Uh, social media is uh, an area of strength for me, so. Marvel. Um, toot my own horn real quick <laughs> in the middle uh-huh, of the Trump absolutely.
0: <laughs> hey, you got to get in where you fit in and make it good where
1: you could. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, I hate the news, <laughs> so um, yeah um, I I would definitely agree with you that that's a hard knock on um. A piece coming out of the New York Times, which is one of the most respected. Uh, like I said, I'm a Washington Post man, but even they've started to dabble in uh, this this sort of uh, chicanery. It, it's goofy, uh, but th- I feel like they f- they they feel trapped in a corner, and I want to believe that they're that they're trying to hold up the uh, uh, hold up the news as, as an institution that's uh, got some integrity, but. I don't know what has integrity anymore in the last three years in this country. So they're just kind of following I do. suit.
0: I do. I mean, because I trust the independent arbiters. I trust the politifacts of the world. I, I trust... I, okay. um, yeah, I do. You know, when, when you have something that has shown themselves to be down the middle time and time again, I have to, you know, in this uncertain, crazy world, you have to lean on them as the bulwarks in the storm, man. Like, that's fucking it. That's like the last place in this Wild West... Uh, internet. That's where you have to go and say, "God bless." Tell me, tell me, is this real? What the fuck just happened? What did I see? Yeah, and you know, and you go to it, and it's like, okay, who's the most reliant uh, news sources? And they give you the list. And guess what? The lefty ones are a little higher up on the list. I'm not going to lie. They I've are. looked at it time and time again, and you I can see to. that little that Venn graph. diagram or graph, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Man, it is there. sometimes they have a a bent in terms of what they cover, and sometimes they have a bent in how they cover it, but not in terms of obfuscation of the actual facts.
1: Of the truth. Right, uh, whenever I look at that, I, I always take note that uh, – uh, Fox is always way down in the toilet and uh, MSNBC Garment. in terms of reliability is a little higher but not much higher. And of the three major uh, no, it's much higher networks, in
0: terms it's much higher in terms of factual, but it's it's almost as partisan.
1: okay, it's still below the line though of, uh, yeah, it of be. Um, yeah. and, uh-huh. and CNN of the three typically <laughs> tends to be the highest in terms of reliability. oh much
0: better, much more highly regarded absolutely and not
1: not nearly as far to the left. Trump no, no it is, it is a believe.
0: centrist organization, but the problem is when you call a spade a spade and when you, when you call Trump an ass face because that's what he fucking is, he gets a little mad and then he wants to call you an enemy of the people.
1: Right, and the right wing, let's face it, they've pushed themselves so far to the right that something even hovering around the middle, even a little to the right of the middle, like something like <laughs> Reuters, like suddenly that's left wing now. And I enjoy stuff like Reuters, and I love. I do too. I grew up. I grew up, I grew I up, up understanding
0: stuff. that it was the straight shit because it was the most boring. Like, can we say R.I.P. to? Can we say R.I.P. real quick to Jim Lair?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, because I mean, NewsHour with Jim Lair growing up, yeah. was for me like. Like the fucking boring straight dish. It was like, it was like, all right, (laughs) you gave me the BBC, you gave me uh, the Canadian news. This was something that was going to be factual and it wasn't going to be sensationalized. It was 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 perfect, man.
1: He was encyclopedic in his dullness. Like he was giving you information. (laughs) Like he didn't care if it was entertaining or not.
0: Like a teletype. He was like a, a gentleman teletype.
1: That's so random that you went to him right away. <laughs> Dude, I mean, come on. I mean, that's your, I mean,
0: PBS, like this yeah. is something that was set up as a government institution by a bunch of fucking lefties to make sure that the truth was out there. Not that the left-wing conspiracy was out there, but that the information was out there for the public to digest and do with what they wanted.
1: Right. And I... um God forbid. You know, God that, forbid. Do we, who do you think on television right now uh, is maybe one of the most reliable. I don't
0: watch anything. I don't watch anything. I suck.
1: Okay. Well, I don't watch a lot, but um, I, I, I honestly believe that Anderson Cooper might be, and he's on CNN, which I oh, don't know. Every a time. Lot no, no, all right. I've watched
0: Anderson Cooper but, for a long time in my life, and he has a, been a pretty straightforward dude.
1: Yeah, because you, you look at something, Maddow is, is a little too far to the left to be called centrist, and. Um, You know, most of the guys on Fox, although some of them have come around, even Fox guys are like, okay, man, okay, Trump, you know, uh, but yeah, I think Anderson Cooper is honestly, we had so many great journalists when we were growing up (laughs) and now, like in terms of uh, integrity, I don't know. I think Anderson Cooper is it. I think that's really like the only guy. So, Hey, do me a favor and back up a little bit. You're clipping. I can't really, uh, because okay. the You know what? I got, I'm doing the earbuds thing. I'll figure out. Where Anderson I'm Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Right Anderson yeah. Cooper. Anderson Cooper is honestly, he's no. Just the, think
0: about it. Just do what you can. But we're gonna remember where
1: we're at. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you didn't want so, to do the clip part again. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah. So even though I don't really watch CNN, I think that uh, they're carrying the only anchor right now that's respectable. So.
0: Huh. Um, so what do we know about the like? Uh Lester Holt, right? He's cool. I mean, are these the are the are the national news anchors are like they're not they're 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 just as centrist as they've always been or like center left, right?
1: I would say center left is probably fair. Yeah. I mean, but
0: that's where they've been for 30 or 40 years. They've been center left and that's understandable because what you're trying to do is get away from or you're you're trying to establish a more secular nation. So like that's a yeah. good thing. That's a I good cause. 30 that's 30 a good aim.
1: Uh, there was a lot of right wing media in the eighties, but yeah, they, I think we, we kind of moved a little bit to the left in the media, and that that was the new norm uh, during uh, probably the George H. W. Bush uh, administration. We started seeing that, and For and, sure. and to coincide with that, uh, you know, uh, you had emerging CNN. So.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you had Fox as well.
1: You did, but well, Fox wasn't quite right as bad the line, when, line, when, they, when they came out of the gates. Fox News, so.
0: But they CNN, did. I'm telling you, man, CNN was down the it was down the middle. It they had were. nothing to do with partisanship until Fox News got there and made them a foil. It was like CNN was just sitting there as a monolith, saying, "I'm going to just give you the fucking news. I'm going to give it to you 24 hours a day." That was the difference.
1: That was. And then and, and then Fox was like, "We're, we're going to do it too." They were like, but "We're going to take." They were in the war, <laughs> basically. So that was. Oh
0: man, it. I'm telling you what I had. I had those trading cards, bro. I had the Schwarzkopf trading cards.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know those did were you, a thing.
0: Oh, you didn't know uh, Gulf War One <laughs> trading cards were a
1: thing? I actually did not know, and I loved trading cards around that time. I was the right age. Absolutely. I don't know if I was the, I don't know if I was the right age for four-star general trading cards. <laughs> but.
0: I actually wanted to look on them on eBay for them recently because I was just like jonesing for a little childhood fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um but they, I, they're I, probably a, through the roof. I guarantee it.
1: You familiar with the store homage? Uh, or, oh yeah, Ora, from Columbus. Yeah, 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 they, they, they do. But great. they go by homage. Yeah, they're great. So anytime you order, uh, order from their online store sometime, you
0: and know? you get a baseball card or something. You get right? the
1: pack. You get the old pack of baseball cards. Yeah. And yeah. I I, well, I I refuse to open mine, but I kind of want to open a pack. I've got a few. Packs oh, on. I have
0: eaten old gum
1: because I had,
0: <laughs> I had. I think it was a 1994. For upper deck complete box set and awesome. i cracked it open i cracked deck, it open. upper
1: deck was awesome i and if you weren't doing uh baseball cards which you usually got tops uh upper deck upper deck was my shit and i think was it pro line or pro set they had great nfl cards
0: pro line yeah. was great but so yeah. yeah so i had the upper deck but then i had a couple of tops that had the baseball the gum in it like the upper deck was sleek and it was dope as shit so but then the tops cards. had some old gum yeah and the pro line was good Don Russ came around like they were shit back in the day but then they started to be good
1: yeah, um Don donruss i forgot about them exactly
0: exactly and Lord. score score cards
1: score. oh man there were so many cards, <laughs> yeah, my cards were. Are, are cards What's still that? a thing
0: <laughs> i have no fucking idea i still I have that. mine like in storage but like i know they're not worth anything and like my stepdad had a collection like with like mickey mantle cards in it and shit like oh wow. i got to hold like mickey mantle cards when i was little
1: oh like, that's awesome i was like
0: i was like whoa this is amazing but um i think my, even uh, the, my the, uncle the, had a
1: joe montana rookie card that was a right. of money back oh, then, so
0: so cool well i was all into jose canseco so i have like 10 jose canseco rookie was? cards what, you're not thing. still
1: into canseco come on i,
0: I still am <laughs> i still i am still, still am into the myth and the ethos of, you know, of, of canseco
1: <laughs> oh jose yeah, speaking of tops and uh, that horrible, horrible gum, um, that's what actually got me into uh, trading cards was the old garbage pail kids, and uh, they were made by Tops with the gum. I used to love the garbage pail kids, and they just—I bought out. a whole box of those uh, they, a couple years ago. They're producing new sets again, and they, they just that's came cool. out with a bunch of them that are like parroting like the horror films, like Freddy Krueger and stuff. So I they think they have—they have, have the card so card.
0: much. Um, subject matter to catch up on from the last, like, 20 years from not having made any, they could come out with a thousand of them.
1: Oh, to to bring this full circle, they've got a great Donald Trump card. I can't remember the (laughs) the guy's name. I
0: think I've seen that, yes, on the interwebs.
1: And they are, I mean, I'm honest to God, they were brilliant. You couldn't appreciate how smart those cards were as a kid. But you look back now at the puns they used for the names and, like, all the detail in the drawing, they were actually, they were ahead of their time, so...
0: The drawings were like, you know, um, a lot of people's segues into underground comics.
1: Yes. Yeah. So like the art. I mean, it was great art. (laughs) Fantastic artwork. They spent a lot of time on. uh, I'm looking up this uh, Donald Trump card right now, by the way.
0: It's gorgeous. And you know what it reminded me of was um, the really beautiful painted frames in Ren and Stimpy. Like, oh. you know, when they would cut in to oh, yeah. so the, uh, the, the cutaway of, like, his something tooth. Gross. His, like... Something gross, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, like, tooth nerves. And they would be, like, wiggling, but it would be beautifully painted. Oh, it was jarring. Like, it reminded me of that. It was that. a jarring
1: juxtaposition to the really crappy animation, intentionally crappy oh, animation they used. Yes. And they cut yeah. to, like, a, a wart or something with hairs. Oh, on... <laughs> oh so good. <laughs> so good. It was so good. Okay, there isn't a Donald Trump garbage pail kid, by the way. There are wow.
0: Yeah, there's many. Yeah.
1: Oh, this one is great. It, <laughs> it's uh, I wish I could show the picture of this. It's him on a, his golden toilet with his pants down,
0: and yep. his, his yep. roll
1: his roll of toilet paper is very clearly it says We the People. It's yellow. It's it's the constitution. I've seen that one.
0: Yes, I have seen that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> the name his name is Donald Dump. It's uh-huh. just so stupid that it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> oh, shitting on the Constitution, night and day—that is what big old man baby love to that do. That is
1: that is a beautiful example of what we were just talking about. So that is,
0: and you know what—that's a beautiful example of why we need to get that YouTube channel going.
1: We do, um, and uh, when I get the new uh, setup, uh, I'm going to set up the uh, the video software, and we'll uh, get the GoPros going. So that'll be sweet. It will be excellent, and I'd like to do. Um, uh, if you want to cut all this out of the show, by the way, <laughs> no, uh,
0: we're leaving everything in. So speak as though we are, because well, we are um, the, the point is,
1: uh, <laughs> I would like to maybe start every once in a while, alternating a weekend or two where we can do them together. And, uh, I think I'm going to look into a new mic. That's not, uh, that's not quite so sensitive One I can plug into my unit and, uh, we can do them in person and that would be fantastic. So
0: wouldn't it be way better?
1: Oh, it, it, it's, it's infinitely better. The problem uh, with that, we've got to get a really good table set up where we can get both of us in the shot, or we've got to get a two-camera layout and spend some time editing. I think we'll uh, just do do a
0: two-camera layout, and then there's got to be some drag-and-drop templates where we can do side-by-side videos and then just throw it up super easy. That works. This has got
1: to be super entertaining to listen to. So, I hope so. And you know what? I don't
0: care. I don't care. And. That's just a, that's just gonna be a nice little preview for the future. So anyone that's listening is gonna be, you know, not really taken aback and thrown off guard when they find out that there is a video version of their two favorite podcast hosts.
1: Right. Exactly. And quite <laughs> handsome, <laughs> as they will find out. Holy the shit!
0: They look just as good as they sound, folks.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but seriously, so, though, my setup today is amazing, right? Because yeah, no, I've got I'm the kid. To see it.
1: Your, your picture. I've got the great. kid
0: in the back room and that is where all the cool new stuff is but surprise i went to dick's and i bought a mini ping pong table because we sold the effing elliptical and i have room in the back room and not enough for a full-size ping pong table once again
1: when we're talking about a ping pong mini
0: is um it's like three by four or like two and a half by four about Okay. And you have to be really careful with your shots, but then as soon as you get a good uh, a good rhythm going, you can actually start laying into it a little bit. Like, you don't have to use small paddles or anything.
1: Okay, So you got regular ball and paddle?
0: Absolutely. Just smaller surface? Tiny surface, yeah. So you have to be a little more exacting, and, and okay. it's, it's way cool.
1: Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm a bit of a ponger, so I, I could get into that. So <laughs> Not yeah. only
0: that, but, like, uh, my friend who has an insurance uh, agency, <laughs> I guess – now we know which friend it is, if anyone's listening. Uh, thought it was such a cool idea, he bought one and put it right in his break room in his insurance agency.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. Everybody wants to be Google now. All the uh, offices are all open offices now with colors, and they throw in ping pong tables and, you know, foosball Hell, tables yeah. and all kinds of things.
0: And fucking Keurigs and you bong you could, resin.
1: Uh, <laughs> you, gotta be, you gotta be the hip new office space for the, sure. the millennials Wait, coming in.
0: Uh, bong loads of swag resin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your boss has got a ponytail, man. He's cool.
0: <laughs> There's this, uh, account. I don't know if you ever follow it. It's called Shithead Steve on Instagram.
1: I do not. I don't really spend much time on Instagram, um, of all the social media things, but, uh, he sounds like a great guy.
0: All right. So <laughs> I do because, you know, I could, I started there completely as a photographer and, following other photographers and doing it for a completely photographic means. So I just recently started getting into these meme accounts. Okay. Um, But one of them is Shithead Steve, and I believe that's who's the one who does this. I follow a couple of these crazy motherfuckers. But one of his ongoing uh, tropes is Justin Timberlake smoking bong loads of swag resin because it helps him rollerblade good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's so random.
0: And then like the backdrop for the photo montage is Ramen Noodles like making fun of his hair.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen <laughs> that one before. There's a there's a great meme out there of uh Timberlake from like I don't even know. I think it's one of the old videos. So it's it's early, you know, maybe two thousand. And uh <laughs> he's got, you know, the classic uh hair they had back then. And there's a picture of uh current present day Timberlake next to it. Looking a lot better, obviously. But uh, it's a series of photos where they're both kind of singing next to each other. And in the last one, Timberlake's hair is full on coming off his head on the left side. And it's a ramen noodle going on (laughs) to the other picture of current Timberlake slurping it in like he's eating up his hair like ramen. It's phenomenal.
0: (laughs) Speaking of eating up, one of the ones on the Shithead Steve account says old publicity photos of NSYNC always make them look like Guy Fieri's five sons.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's um, just like the frosted tips that they went through on those tours. Right. I mean, <laughs> you might be like the frosted tip provider and you get the call and be like, I got the InSync account guys. <laughs> we're fucking, we're,
1: we've made it. We made it. <laughs> just major entire career. You got like yeah, a fat yeah. pulling up on a dump truck full of the uh, the hair coloring stuff to get that. That get person set up.
0: now lives in Joey Fatone's guest house.
1: <laughs> Joey Fatone, that guy's He's job. Ba- you know what that guy's job is now? He announces. He's the an announcer. Feud. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's so great. I mean, being an announcer is like being a voiceover guy that gets to wear a blazer. Yeah, and yeah for And you just sure. go into I work mean, for an hour a day. It's not and a you bad say, job. Ha ha! That's right. All and right. You know what? Get He's to... doing better
1: than all of the other NSYNC members except for Timberlake. So hey, <laughs> go get it, man. He also appears and... on Impractical Jokers. The guy's got a good. Right, I was behind. gonna
0: say <laughs> he might be the most likable, but is the least attractive.
1: So <laughs> that's definitely the the right job for <laughs> him to fall into. <laughs> <Yeah>. Joey, <laughs> we actually believe that Steve Harvey is better looking than you. So we're going to put him on camera, or we're just going to use your voice.
0: (laughs) You are are a one percenter in that you are in the one percent of people who does not look better than Steve Harvey.
1: (laughs) Have you seen that picture of Steve Harvey where they Photoshop his mustache out? (laughs) No. Dude, the guy looks ridiculous without a mustache. He can't shave that thing. It is absurd. No.
0: No, God, no. He probably looks like a Homer Simpson.
1: (laughs) Good Lord, we got to get this show turned into a video because we're discussing memes for about 20 minutes here and just describing them with all of our words.
0: (laughs) I think we're doing a great job and we're really, you know, building a picture in the mind of the listener. I hope so. I do, too. Oh, my
1: God. So, uh, aside (laughs) from uh, the Super Bowl today, it's Groundhog Day and he didn't see a shadow.
0: Yeah, he said actually it was going to be a super early spring. That's what I heard.
1: I hope so. Well, it's warm out today, so maybe... uh, It's warm as hell, and it's going
0: to be 55 here tomorrow.
1: I mean, he might be right. I heard he went to one of the best rodent meteorology schools that was uh, available for rodents back before, you know... This was back in the days when they were still being persecuted as rodents.
0: Well, yeah, and it was back in the days when they were using all those rudimentary tools, like uh, sundials and um, just, like, crazy... I uh, think Steampunk, is Steampunk looking I barometers and shit, you know, like yeah. So I mean, he knows what he's doing, but it's from it's from an older style. It's from an, uh, an it's older a little school. antiquated, yeah. Uh huh. So. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, it's also but, you the know first what uh, we still we still pick up the Farmer's Almanac. So I mean, there's a lot of uh, wisdom to be
1: had. When did the Farmer's Almanac start? Do you know? It, w- it was Ben Franklin. Oh, was it really? Is this yeah. a fact, or are you just throwing shit at me?
0: Oh, my God. You don't know Ben Franklin
1: started the Farmers
0: All- or no, he started uh, Poor Richard's All- <laughs> I
1: feel like Ben Franklin wasn't much of a farmer. <laughs> so. he,
0: sta- he, was, he was everything, man. I guarantee you Ben Franklin had at least a garden.
1: He probably had a garden. He probably grew radishes and uh, I don't even know if they Thomas could Thomas Jefferson
0: was that. more of a farmer.
1: <laughs> he was, yeah. Thomas Jefferson was a lot of things.
0: <laughs> but he, didn't do, he didn't do most of the
1: farming himself. <laughs> no he didn't he 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 oversaw farming um um <laughs> oh, at any rate um yeah, but this is also the first uh eight digit palindrome day we've had in nine hundred years it's o nine hundred years
0: have you 02. been counting have you been waiting?
1: I have been waiting I've been counting this down 02, 02, Alright, so 20, what is that 20, mean? 20. the last what time we it? had one the year was one 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 one
0: wait, what is it again
1: one 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 one
0: no the, the what is it today <laughs>
1: It's 02022020. 02022020. Same forward and backwards, man. Holy shit, that's fucking great. It's 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 something uh, for all of us to applaud today before we watch the Super Bowl.
0: Oh my god, and my boy Tony Kornheiser will be all over that. He probably shit his pants or you know, <laughs> busted a nut when he saw that because he is a numbers freak he'll like people send him like myself will send him like uh, pictures of our odometers at certain times <laughs> because he loves numbers so much oh two oh two two oh two oh will make his millennia
1: yeah it's great oh, we got another one in about 101 years um but then we won't have one till like the three thousands assuming we're still yeah, around right. at that point.
0: point one two oh two two oh two one that's the next one. You're right. Yeah, and then we got a big, long wait.
1: Yeah, then we got to wait. Uh, we won't be around. Or if we are, we'll be machines or whatever it is that uh, Ray Kurzweil Yeah. Yeah, oh, are
0: you happen. kidding me? Are you you <laughs> mean I'm sorry. You're not springing for the package that uploads your entire being onto the cloud?
1: Yeah. Uh, w- it's, should the singularity come, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to be one of the test guys. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm going to see how it goes for people first before I, I'm all in to put myself on the, the hard drive.
0: So. I don't care if I end up being the Henrietta Lacks of uh, uploading onto the cloudness. Like if everyone ends up having my information and utilizing it from here on out. for well, the I mean, benefit but if everyone else is doing
1: it, you know, they're all going to be doing it. So yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. But care. I mean, if I end up having to be the template, like you know, if I'm the test, if I'm the test guy, and they're like, "Man, we fucked up a little bit, but you guys build off of this, you'd be all right." You'd yeah. Like, use use Kabuno's uh, <laughs> uh, genome
1: or whatever, and then and then go from there. <laughs> All right, well, you, you can be one of the uh, one of the guys blazing the way through the field for us. Uh, I, I'm not so sure what I feel about it yet. Uh, but if it becomes something that people are doing, I'll be a computer. That'll be cool.
0: If there's a Groupon for it?
1: <laughs> if I get one in my saver in the mail, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, man, I don't get the saver anymore. The saver was dope as shit. Oh, uh, we get
1: so many savers here. Grace. And that's what I was
0: talking them. about. Remember uh, last week when I was talking about, like, Oh yeah, all you have to do is have one coupon in and you get all the incoming freshmen and all their money at least one time. The saver. The saver is where you need it to be in.
1: <laughs> but, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like something more religious than it should be, doesn't it? Have you the seen saver? saver? Have you, no, have you know, experienced the it saver? It does.
0: It does. It sounds like something that the, Je- the Jehovah's drop off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on your windshield have or have on you your door. Have you found your Lord
1: and saver yet?
0: <laughs> uh-uh, no. They just give you the daily bread, not the saver. <laughs> Which is fine. I've been looking to get into groups, new, new groups, you know. Speaking okay, of, go
1: ahead. Yeah, what what new groups? I don't know what you're talking about. New groups for savers?
0: No, we were just talking about Jehovah's Witness. So I made oh, a joke God, about that
1: kind of a group. being. A,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry that was lost on the co-host, everyone. Yeah, uh, well, yeah.
1: I, I didn't I don't really look at Jehovah's Witness as a group. I guess I don't know.
0: What else would they be? I
1: mean, I mean they're a religion. They're tax exempt. They're a group. Yeah, well, they're a religion though. Christians' churches are tax... they're a church. The church. That well, do, anybody nonprofit is a group. Aren't they the LDS? Right? Isn't that Jehovah's Witnesses? Or are they all Latter Day Saints? They're, they're very close. I know that. That's Mormon. Uh, okay. Well, whatever.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Mitt Romney style. That's uh, you know, uh,
1: that's a uh, middle of Utah. With many wives, correct.
0: That's right. That is. Uh, what's that show? Big Big Love. Big Love me.
1: with uh, the late great Bill Paxton.
0: Bill fucking Paxton. Late great Bill Paxton. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, something about uh, groups of uh, Mormons. I don't even know. Um, no. Yeah. So we're <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were talking about groups, and I was just going to tell you that. Speaking of ping pong, I am
1: starting a ping pong group at the local YMCA. Okay, what you're you're going to basically organize the entire thing?
0: I am like I got in touch with the lady who runs the area of the building where the ping pong tables are located. Just so happens that it's the youth place and we have to kick the kids out so we can play, but I said, "Hey lady, you know what? We'll move these tables down down the hallway to another area that it, you know that you might have for us adults to use." And she says, no, 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 that's fine. So we're just going to go invade uh, the youth area every Tuesday from 6 to 8. And (laughs) I'm going to see who comes. Because like, I have to drive an hour in any direction if I want to play competitive ping pong. And I know there's people not only in the area but at this YMCA specifically who could probably ball. And I want to find out. And I want to have a set time to get down.
1: We have so many ping pong players right here in my neighborhood. Dude. Uh, we have, really competitive ping pong. So
0: I know. Columbus is a hotbed. There are so many cities where I would move just so I could play ping pong three
1: times a week. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, the ping pong here, this is the uh, Canton, Ohio of ping pong. I feel like this is where the Hall of Fame would be. This is, this is the <laughs> origin of the American ping pong craze.
0: What's funny is that um, Columbus probably is, and I haven't delved into it, but they do have a really nice center there. And they have two places that have leagues, um, on you know on a weekly basis. But really, Akron, just, I've
1: never looked to be honest. But I uh, have
0: because I was in town for a day and I was trying to get a game. You know what I mean? Like, like I am always looking. I got my paddle with me all the time. I am trying to get down because I am so depraved here. Um, but I was going to say right down the road in Akron. This guy Samson Dubina, who is a accredited player on the national level, that sounds
1: like one of Kramer's friends on Seinfeld. Samson (laughs) (laughs) Dubina, my friend Samson Dubina, and I.
0: Not only that, but not only that, but he would be indulging in a ping pong tournament with said Samson Dubina in an episode. You know? Oh yeah. (laughs) So you know my friend Bob Sacamano. Well, me and Samson (laughs) Dubina and him, we were down at the docks (laughs) playing ping pong.
1: Kramer so playing I ping pong—that's that. a missed opportunity for comedy gold, too. He would have looked fantastic. Where the fantastic. fuck was
0: that? Absolutely, he's he's um, structurally built for a headband. Yeah, oh yeah, um, and and high socks. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like I've played a guy that looked just like Kramer playing ping pong. Uh, <laughs> I picture a lot of
1: his, his movements uh, when he's uh, being the ball boy, the ball man, I should say. In yeah, the, uh, the tennis match—the way he he flailing his arms and.
0: I was gonna say fla- I, that was the word that came to mind. So,
1: yeah, actual that
0: good <laughs> ping pong. There's a lot of flailing that goes on in it. So. There is. There is. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'd like to. I'd like to play a ping pong. I'm not quite as extreme as you. I don't carry my paddle around with me, but um, I own a paddle. So that's something right there. You know, I don't own my own pool stick. I don't own my own bowling ball, but I've got a ping pong paddle.
0: All you need are reflexes, and you're good to go.
1: Uh, yeah. And well, you I may, assume you, need, you, need you have a lot those. of coordination. Um, the yeah. reflex is if you're playing somebody who's hitting fast, but you've got to be able to land your shots. So, Oh, for sure. It takes for sure. a touch. That's the touch. toughest
0: part because the harder you hit it, the more of an angle you have to come at the ball to make sure that it's got the topspin you know, necessary to land on that little-ass piece of table. Exactly, and I, I've yeah. gotten
1: really used to that growing up. I grew up at the table. I've told you this before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really I really yeah. enjoy ping pong, so we'll have to get a game going. Maybe, maybe Absolutely. only on the mini table we'll get a game going no matter what.
0: Well, you know, if we meet and play – we can do that, and if we have to meet in the middle, I could just put it in the car.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. And we'll, well just
0: play. We'll play wherever we meet. That sounds good.
1: How about a or about we a sport, could meet? How about a sport that's uh, probably going to get a little more attention today?
0: Then ping pong. There can't be anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. They've got a is there a high is
0: there a highlight tournament
1: a going dart, on? I don't dart tournament know tournament coming on. Uh, ESPN Ocho. Uh, in a oh, hours. man,
0: you know, there's been some hot news stories coming out of the dart world in the last couple of years, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. There have been accusations of like farting during. Did you see that? What? The dart farts? Yeah. Like last year during a competition, this guy was like completely crop dusting his competitor. And the guy called him out for it and oh, said, man. like, this is why I lost because you were laying
1: complete rotten egg farts <laughs> while, <laughs> while I was trying to play. That was a yeah. missed opportunity for Trey Parker in uh, basketball. They didn't try that tactic. <laughs> That's well, it wasn't reference. as visually <laughs>
0: stunning. Unless somebody's like Ralphing and retching, it's not as visually appealing. Yeah. <laughs> you got to throw wrenches.
1: So, who you got tonight?
0: Oh, man. I, you know, it's like I go with the heart or the mind. And for me, the mind says. <sighs> the Niners and the heart says Mahomes, but I'm going with Mahomes because Mahomes can't be stopped.
1: Okay. Um, how's I that? Think I think I rooted for the Niners growing up. I was a fan of Jerry Rice, so I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Niners. I think ultimately it's gonna come down to their defense and the Chiefs' offense. Um, I guess we'll know soon. But uh, yeah, my my heart and my gut are telling me uh, the Niners right now. Okay. Uh, I, I saw something uh interesting <laughs> about uh, Andy Reid. Uh, he drives a <laughs> Go 92 on. year old car that his dad got in the 1940s for 25 bucks. Wow. And I don't know if that's his main vehicle, but he legitimately drives it around. It's a 1928 model Ford model a.
0: That's awesome. That would be awesome. And depending on how close he is to the stadium, you know, maybe he does in the good weather, but I know Kansas city is a shit show a lot of the year. So yeah, I, I know mean, it doesn't have air conditioning different. and that place is a inferno in the summer. Yeah. Um, but that is super cool.
1: Yeah, something, something um, interesting. I can't imagine. My A what. was the car that followed the Model T. So that's Correct. how old that is. <laughs> so. Correct.
0: Um, I think I read somewhere that they had, had to start making a Model A because essentially Chevy forced them into it. Because Ford cornered the market and only offered black cars. And then Chevy was like, we're going to offer different colors. And then Ford, Ford was like, oh, fuck. I didn't realize that you could have people buy cars every couple of years if you just add a new, you know, seat or feature or color or something like that. So <laughs> then they started having variety. And that's kind of what opened the floodgates. And um, we've,
1: we've come all the way back around, ironically. You look at the road yeah. now and about 90% of the cars are black or silver.
0: Oh, what yeah. I went from a silver to a dark gray. So that's it. Yeah, People I'm...
1: like, don't want color in their car. I mean, the nineties <laughs> ended and sometime in the two thousands, everybody's like, you know, pretty much black and gray or, you know, unless you're
0: right. a child or have a race car of some kind.
1: Yeah. If you've got something hot, if you've got a Lambo, you might be rolling up in like lime green, <laughs> but absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, you're standard everyday person, but even if, if you, you have an Audi, you should be standard, getting that in they're... white. Oh man. I, all the Audis I see these days are silver or black.
0: Oh, that's gross. An Audi should be white.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's what I In see. my
0: in my opinion, Audi's always look best white. I mean, uh you can say what you want about a Mercedes or a BMW, but I think an Audi should always be white. Um hmm. Yeah, anyways. Um so I think the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs has been under appreciated in, you know, yeah. the, the last half of the year and uh, especially against the run, but like I don't know what to think when I see those holes that got opened up by San Francisco's line. Like, San Francisco's line on both sides of the ball, of the ball. is fucking insane. Yep. Is, and, and, and what are you going to do when the holes are that big? If they start out that big, do they get smaller? Do they make adjustments? Or do they just keep running through tunnels and to daylight and aren't touched for three, four, five yards, and then there's nothing you could do because if the running game slows down the pace of the game, Patrick Mahomes can't be on the field doing what he has to do and putting points on the board.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's, that's kind of their game. Um, I'm not trying to knock Garoppolo, but uh, you know th- this is this 49ers offense is it's got a little bit of a classic feel to it. And it classic, does. I'm talking, it's timeless. Yeah. And it's
0: and it's Mike Shanahan. Uh, you know, it it's it's like it's the lineage.
1: Go on. I, I want to hear the lineage. Mike Shanahan. It's. The, Are you just talking about him the, and Kyle or what?
0: Well, I'm talking about. They're basically running the Mike Shanahan system of zone runs, and you could see this as a Terrell Davis offense coming at you right now. Oh, okay. It's a sim- it's a facsimile.
1: Yeah, well, but they also had Elway, <laughs> which is a, a massive. But they stress. had a
0: later stage Elway, and they were basically running on the strength of a line and a Hall of Fame running back. So now yeah, you no, just have Joel a better was, line.
1: He was the man for about two years. <laughs> but
0: uh, hell yeah, it he was hell. Yeah. And, and that was the life cycle and still kind of is, but it is, Oh man, that's that. You could see it coming to bear right now. And it's, it's gorgeous. And it seems to be timeless. As I was saying, like it's something that when you have the right collection of dudes, no one can stop that approach.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Um, If you beef up, it's the, the game has always been predicated on the offensive and defensive lines. And that's, I, I you can have you need a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. You need no, but as boring as
0: it sounds, if you don't have a great line, you have Andrew Luck, who is out of the league because he is hurt far too often early in his career.
1: Correct. Yeah, or you get a guy like Dan Marino, who uh, ends up underachieving for most of his career, even though he's throwing for a million yards. Um, he, he's never able to go anywhere because he doesn't have a defensive line, and his Correct. offensive line can't block. Everybody's like, yeah. oh, they don't have a running back. It's like, no, they can't open a hole.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, I I I don't know. So my heart and my gut is going to San Francisco based on that and a little bit of. I uh, agree. You know, it's I, a I like strong it. argument to be you made. Get, I, I got my man Nick Bosa over there, rookie of the year out of Ohio State. So there's a little more incentive. Although the Chiefs uh, have uh, Darren Lee from a few years ago. So absolutely. Little little Buckeye Darren representation Easton. on both sides of the ball, which I like.
0: Yes, sir. And so you know, even though Bosa had a little trump trump love going on he did i don't Um, i don't
1: hate somebody if you like trump that's whatever just don't come at me with some stupid reasoning and
0: (laughs) yeah but uh, that's what i'm saying like i don't see him coming at it as anything except the 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 bro approach yeah so i think having you know lived in san francisco for a little while now he's probably at least mellowed his tune a little bit
1: oh i'm sure he's surrounded by liberals everywhere but you know he came in like a lot of guys come in like i don't really know shit about politics but uh i kind of like trump he just says how it is, it's kinda of funny. Absolutely.
0: But <laughs> I guarantee you Richard Sherman had it talking to him. Yeah. You know, at least had a couple words with him.
1: <laughs> right. Um so <laughs> <He's> like bro
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So yeah, I'm not mad at him for that. The Boses can do they can do whatever they want. They've earned uh Ohio State royalty for life in my Fuck
0: book. yeah, they're fantastic. Monsters. Absolute yes, monsters. Both of them. So and then you got young coming down the pipeline. Oh it is man. all good on De Hood.
1: I don't know what we're gonna do next year. Somebody better emerge because if we reload, a, we're gonna if we don't reload have a top as five always. Draft pick on our defensive line. I'm gonna be pissed. Well, we're
0: gonna turn one into we're gonna turn a four into a five. <laughs> um. But so yeah, here's here's the thing. We're gonna have a fucking fantastically entertaining super bowl i believe are you not like almost convinced
1: of that at this point yeah i think it's gonna be one of the better super bowls we've had in a while and part of yeah like we're we're seeing new blood in here for god's sake i don't have to watch but it's new blood that that we want to see it's new blood that we want to (laughs) see
0: last year we had new blood and nobody gave two shits about the rams like, you, you could play that game on a Tuesday, and nobody could care less.
1: Oh, that Super Bowl was unwatchable,
0: too. Oh, it was garbage. Long. The first garbage. Half was so
1: bad. So bad.
0: But nobody gives a fuck about that team. Not even the people in, the own, in their own city.
1: No, they don't. They're like, wait, aren't you in St. Louis or something or what?
0: <laughs> yeah. Isn't Tom Brady going to win this? Okay. I guess I'll try and peek my head in for the commercials.
1: Yeah, I think L.A. kind of went all in on the Chargers right away. They were like, all right, there, there are, there are guys, you know, and the other, yeah, the other team was like, all right, we'll be the Mets,
0: <laughs> even though I think that well, I, I don't know, were they, they weren't uh, sharing the Coliseum. I think the Chargers were down this, down the road in like a soccer stadium, and so the the Rams were the actual only team who were playing at the Coliseum in town, in, in and they're La- the ones who ended up getting second tier Las status, Amos. yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, that town doesn't know what the fuck to do with the pro football team anyway, so I don't know why they're trying to give them 2/3. slash they don't, three.
1: they don't even care about the Dodgers anymore. I mean, you go to a Dodgers game, it's it's mostly No, like they, they care about, they was, will
0: always care about the Dodgers. They will always care about the Dodgers. That is the I, That I is didn't a, see a
1: lot of Dodger love when I was. But you know what? The Dodgers are having a few down years.
0: Oh um, man, especially nowadays with they have good teams, but like they're basically like the Lakers, like oh, you know, No,
1: no, 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 no. They're not Yeah, like the, the
0: Dodgers are even more Um, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I want to say they're 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 more longer established in the city, and oh, for sure, nobody um, cared about
1: the Lakers until like the eighties. But and you know they're they're very
0: ingratiated with the Hispanic community. uh, I'm sorry, Um, yeah,
1: the the Dodgers for sure. Yes, yeah, and so guess what? That is a Hispanic community.
0: L.A. is a Hispanic community, and they are proudly uh, backing the Dodgers. The Hollywood
1: community, and it's the Lakers. The Lakers are the Hollywood show.
0: The Lakers are the Hollywood show, but, you know, that's only a certain – that's that's a national thing when it comes well, to a, a local okay. level.
1: My experience living there, though, was Lakers. I saw a lot more Laker love. And you know what? I This was before Kershaw came on strong. Uh, it, you know, this is – Oh, Kobe, the Lakers Kobe are always strong, strong. Championships.
0: And if you want to talk about who is probably the most – man, I wonder – I wonder what the uh, the net worth of the franchises are, but the Lakers is definitely way up there and probably one of the top five franchises in all the sports. And yet, I bet the Dodgers is probably still pretty close. And they um, just got sold. They yeah. were or they were the what?
1: Dodgers haven't won one since uh, Lasorda was there, right? That was back in the eighties. So that's it's mm. been quite a while. Um, yeah, I don't know what the net worth. I could look that up. I'm not going to. I think the the Lakers are definitely up there, though. It's like the Cowboys. The Lakers, uh, you know, but baseball teams, as far as I know, I don't, when I saw the last list, there were no baseball teams uh, ranked way up in the top. You would think the Yankees. Really? No, the Yankees. They weren't, they weren't in the top five when I, when I looked. Really? Yeah, they weren't. And this was just uh, United States. This is what didn't even factor in some of the uh, club teams.
0: New York Yankees, number two, 4.6 billion. Dallas Cowboys, 5 billion. Real Madrid, 4.2. Barcelona, 4. New York Knicks, 4. Manchester United, 3.8. Patriots, 3.8. Lakers, 3.7. So the Lakers are at number eight at 3.7. And I'd love to know if... Well, I, I, maybe I'm mistaken made... then. I swear I looked Dodgers, those Dodgers, lists. Dodgers. Dodgers they? tied at number 10 huh. uh with yeah. um the Giants at 3.3 billion. So they are kind of close. Golden State at 3.5 uh, and 3.7 for the Lakers. All right, so I was, I was kind of on there. I was kind of right, on I mean, there. I was mistaken. I, guess that's... I,
1: I don't remember seeing the Yankees there, so I must have just looked All right, and... so
0: that validation alone is enough for me to keep this segment in the show.
1: Yes, well, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll go ahead and I'll eat crow on that one. That's fine. I mean, this was – we're talking – No, I'm just, just like, saying, like, like I wanted a payoff for
0: the segment because know. we –
1: I no, remember Pete. What I, saw, I
0: wanted a payoff for the segment because we totally got turned away from the Super Bowl where we should have wrapped oh, it up were, neatly. And then we started talking wrong. about the value <laughs> of of the fucking Dodgers, and we, and we we got away from ourselves there. But um, okay it didn't take too. It didn't take. And
1: they're already going to know what happened, so they don't care what we think. It's, it's going to be it's awesome. going to be an entertaining Super Bowl, though. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. So we'll come back and we'll talk about what the hell happened.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm going to get my my 12,000 calories going tonight. I'm going to eat wings. I'm going to eat Ooh. pizza. I'm going to get fat, and I'm going to watch football, and then I'm going to have to enter the drought that is no football until September.
0: Right on. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, dry January ended with a fucking bang because I don't know if this was uh, really well timed out. But it having coincided with the Super Bowl couldn't have been better because I'm going to hit it hard.
1: Not, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a cocktail or two tonight. I'm still going to take it easy coming out of the gates here. But uh, I'll probably have a, a couple beers. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it was nice to go 31 days, really, roughly. 31 days, a whole month. And just kind of purge your body. So I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm it was awesome. I'm gonna I loved it. To. Am I going to take a couple sips of beer and revert to my 14-year-old self vomiting in the sink? <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> no, it'll just be like uh, Will Ferrell. He'll just be like, oh, you know when it hits your lips? <laughs>